Hello guys, welcome to Peachcast. This is our brand new podcast from Peaches Magazine, where we will be featuring conversations with inspiring women around the topics of health, well-being, and basically empowering one another. Today we're talking to Selene Perez, a Spanish Libra queen and an amazing feminist voice in Tenerife, my hometown. She happens to be one of my closest friends and I'm so excited to have her on board with this. We basically are taking a new pathway, we're going from visual and written into vocal and I'm just, I'm just really excited. I'm not sure whether you're listening to today's podcast whilst doing work or you're maybe tidying up your house or you're chilling at home in the evening. Either way, I suggest you make yourself a nice cup of herbal tea or coffee or water or whatever you please. Um, and yeah, I hope you enjoy listening. Also, before we start, um, I'd just like to let you know that um, this first episode that we recorded has been a bit of a challenge as we didn't have um, all the right equipment we needed and also because of the whole pandemic going on, um, this interview is over the distance. So Selena was in Tenerife and me, Nuria, the one that I'm hosting it, I'm in London. So the connection dropped um, a few times and the audio might not be the best one. Um, but I just want you to know that we will work on this and hopefully the next episodes become way better quality. Um, so yeah, I hope that doesn't put you off. Um, well, I said everything I had to say and I'll just let you be. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, Selene. Thank you Hi. so much for joining us. Um, thank you for joining us in this new series. I'm so thrilled to have you taking part in it. Um, how is it going for you at the moment with this whole pandemic going on? Well, hi, Nuria. Thank you for having me. Um, <laughs> I'm actually fine. I'm doing fine. I think that there must be people like feeling way worse than I am. I'm okay, I'm with my family, we're all healthy. So everything's going okay, I guess. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird times going on. Yeah. Um, I wanted to start by saying a big thank you for standing up on your social media. Um, you're such a great feminist example, in my opinion. Um, I love watching your stories. They give me life and the empowerment I feel like I really need sometimes. And I also love your Zodiac memes. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, how do you feel about like the feminist movement in 2020? Like not just in Spain, but globally. Do you think sometimes this movement can be taken the wrong way? Um, yeah, first of all, I think that you're a great feminist example, too. And oh, thank you. <laughs> I think that like feminism is um, definitely improving as time goes by. It, it might seem that it isn't, but it is. But mm. the, like, the improvements it's making is like slow ones, but you can definitely see them. And yeah, globally, it's a little hard to tell because there are countries with different like government and law. Yeah. 
So yeah, but in Spain, I think it's going good. And at the moment, our government supports the feminist cause. So I think we're we're doing good. We're in our in our way, you know. Yeah, yeah. I've been finding like very often. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a thing, but I found so many like feminist illustrators that are like Spanish. Um, I think you, I, it's probably because of you actually that I found a lot of them. So maybe that's why. But <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, do you follow any like feminist accounts on Instagram that you want to give a shout out to? Oh my god. Mm, yeah, I think that most of them are. I have like Moderna de Pueblo, which is in Spanish, but it is what it is. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I follow like some artists that are feminist and they like they draw or they paint and it's always like women figures and stuff like that. One of them is called yeah. Claudia Sauquillo, I think. She's from Barcelona and she's great. Super empowered. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I should check because I, I didn't have that prepared. So I, I don't know. There are probably more. Yes. Yeah. I just thought of it right now because I was like, I don't know. When I think of right now, like the like the Spanish feminist movement right now, I just, I don't know why, but I come up with so many images in my head of like illustrations on Instagrams, like in Spanish. Um Maybe they are not actually from Spain now that I'm thinking, but I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, maybe like Mexican or from South America, anywhere. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, Instagram and like social media are giving us like young people a way to express ourselves and expose the things that we want to change. Like, yeah, do you think that this is our new way of activism, social media? Yeah, totally. I think it's, I don't know, probably like 90% of how we communicate nowadays and with the quarantine even more. Internet mm. is like the fastest way to spread any idea or, um, yeah, that you have and you want to talk about. I think so. It, it gives you the chance to open up and share. You don't have to go talk to someone um specifically i don't have to go and text you and tell you hey check this i just post it out there and then your mm. hundreds of, of followers they can check it if they want but even if they don't want to when they're watching stories or the feed they get all that information so yeah mm -hmm. yeah i agree yeah i love how outspoken you always are about patriarchal issues including toxic masculinity I think it's one of the reasons why we are still like very close and you're like one of my closest friends back home in Spain because we resonate on all of these topics on like a different level do you think I mean I keep on asking about our generation but do you think our generation of not just women but also men can hopefully change things for the better in a shorter time yeah definitely i think every generation has that power but i think mm. that ours and the ones after us are coming stronger every time mm. about these topics and it's probably because of the ones before but as mm. i said before feminism and toxic masculinity are topics that are growing and getting more on the spotlight you know everyone knows about it and I think that 
kids nowadays have um, like the confidence to talk to their parents and like educate them because I don't think my parents could do that with theirs, you know. But I think we, yeah, at least I can, and I think that that changes a lot. Like it makes it yeah. spread faster and better. Yeah, yeah, I do think. I don't know. I feel like. On one side, I know a lot of people that are super open-minded and not just about feminism, but even like LGBTQ movement or like, um, like, yeah, just different movements. They're super open-minded, but then I have other people that are like really close and they still don't get that being a feminist doesn't mean like being against men or trying to be, you know trying to give women more rights than men it's like it's just about equality (laughs) i think it's it's a matter of education like if they if they're willing to learn and they're willing to read and listen then they'll understand super fast that it's not a matter of um being better than men Mm -hmm. it's just equality as you said but it depends on like the um, i don't know the word Mm, the will to learn yeah if if they want mm. then they'll listen and they'll understand super easily but there are people like mm, especially old people maybe older mm. because they're like, super old <laughs> that are just too used to the idea of feminism being a bad thing and they just they believe that and they don't want to get their brains washed so they're not yeah listen. Yeah, I think there's a lot in like, it's just like society imposed things that maybe no one questioned before. And maybe I think also because of social media, we are kind of starting to realize that there are a lot of things that we can question now because some people around the globe are questioning them. So then we are starting to challenge them and being like, oh, wait, actually, this, this is quite sexist. (laughs) And maybe our parents never like, not never, but they they didn't have the the facility to do so before because they didn't have such a massive platform. Like the, there wasn't such thing as social media back when they were our our age, and they just didn't question some things. Like I don't know, like girls don't need to wear pink when they are like little girls, sort of thing, or you know, boys can play with Barbies if they want to. Yeah. Oh my God, that's such an important topic <laughs> i hate that yeah. little girls dressed in pink i don't hate them but like i would like to see them wearing some other colors they look cute but you know it's not only pink and blue <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i actually like i know i mean i think i kind of remember it i remember like um when i was a kid in, in our house in argentina my mom like my parents didn't want to know if i was going to be a girl or a boy until I was born so she got like my room ready and she painted each wall was a different color and I think she painted like one wall was like baby yellow the other one was like light blue the other one was uh lilac and I think the other one was green or something like that it was kind of like multicolor, and then the theme I think she did was like teddy bears but it was kind of like it was basically they kind of did it like unisex because they didn't know if I was going to be a boy or a girl. Um, and then I turned out to be like a very like 
pinky purple kind of girl but not because they influence me i just happen to really be into like barbies and things like that exactly but you should let i'm quite happy you should let kids decide like they'll grow up and they'll start liking some colors when i was a baby i liked blue it was my favorite color and now mm-hmm. my clothes were blue and people kept asking my mom like she's a girl why is she dressed in blue she was like she liked it <laughs> and yeah i did and i think everything yeah. you have to do like parents usually they feel like for to do things that society wants because they don't want to be criticized they don't want to listen to yeah. those things like oh why why is your baby boy playing with lipsticks that can't yeah well maybe he likes it maybe he'll turn up like he'll turn out using makeup why not yeah yeah that's nothing makeup it's also a lot of fear around like parents being like it's not that i don't accept you or i don't want you to do that it's like I'm, i just don't want you to get hurt yeah out in the real world sort of thing which i understand but at the same time is I think it makes things harder. I don't know. I remember when I was like, you know, when we went to school uh, together, <laughs> yeah. um, I went through like my Avril Lavigne face and I just wanted to wear all black. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember my mom was like, she was not having it because she, my mom is like, she loves color and flowers and yeah. she hates black. And, and I was just like, but mom, like, it doesn't mean that I'm, you know a a sad child I just I just I'm trying to express myself and I liked this whole like punk rock style but yeah I remember struggling a lot to to be like I just wanna you know I was just aspiring to be like Avril Lavigne and I had to go through that (laughs) (laughs) I remember but you were always very pink and like shiny glit yeah Yeah. <laughs> always extra always oh, extra <laughs> we were the crazy glitter ladies in the yeah yeah we were definitely a bit like on the extra weird side but in the good way i think i mean yeah <laughs> um but yeah i actually i wanted to bring um to this podcast, uh, the massive topic um, that I am so proud and happy with one of your recent Instagram posts where you were so open to share how um, after you shared like two pictures of some body changes you went through, some people got the nerve to make a comment on how you should eat and they were making a reference that you lost like too much weight um, can you can you please share that story with our listeners, if yeah, you don't mind? Sure. So, um, I feel like I've always been like average body wise. I've always been an M. You know how mm-hmm. size works. Maybe in a shop you're an S and then M and then L, whatever. But I've always been like average, mm-hmm. and I never actually felt like my body changed because I've had the same clothes for ages and it always fits it's not like it's elastic mm-hmm. you know like my jeans do yeah <laughs> i've had two times there are um, exactly the times that i've lived abroad uh, i went to poland to krakow and then i went to lisbon and those both mm-hmm. times it was uh, six months in poland and two months in lisbon i got 
I'm gonna say a ton of weight because not really like I look the same but like my face got a little a little fat and then my body it was all like well spread I, I still had my silhouette like my shape was the same but weight I guess mm-hmm. I weighed more because I, I never weighed myself I don't know how much yeah I'm the but, same yeah I could tell that some shorts didn't fit and I was like oh look at me I'm like well fed you know <laughs> I was like so okay with it. Yeah. There are people that see you on the streets, like, I'm not going to say friends, but there's um, there's a waiter that I know, and every time he sees me, he goes like, oh my god, you're so skinny. Or, oh my god, you've got mm, a little fatter, didn't you? Like, instead oh of saying god. hi, like, literally, his first sentence is always related to my body. Like, every time. That's why I don't call him a friend, I guess. <laughs> yeah yeah and, I mean I don't know like um I I have a friend now she's like kind of a recent friend and she went through um I don't know how you call it in English I guess it's eating disorder so yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of awareness in the topic we've talked about it a lot so I've been paying more attention to that mm-hmm. not not because I want to but because I don't know I have the information so I I started like when I saw my pictures, I was like, oh, look at my weight here, look at my weight there. And I realized when I went to either Lisbon or Krakow, my body changed. I, I didn't notice at the moment, but now checking it, I did. So I'm, yeah. I took two pictures that I had because it, <laughs> I might sound basic, but I always take the pictures in the same position. So I had two that were exactly the same, were in the same I don't blame you. I really don't blame you. I, yeah, I'm the same. (laughs) Those two were like, I think it was seven months apart or, yeah, like one was exactly when I came back from Lisbon and the other one was when I came back from, no, like after Christmas or something and I was like super skinny. I don't know why because Christmas, you know, just once. Mm -hmm. And I shared them and I explained there that I was like the same person I didn't even realize because I don't I don't mind but I I was getting a lot of comments because I guess people realized and they were like um when they saw me skinny I was getting super nice comments oh my god you're working out I wasn't I was just not eating as much vegan ice cream as I was before (laughs) after uh, the awareness I got uh, from talking to this friend I realized that every comment that I got could have been easily um, something that could hurt me if I was a different person like it didn't hurt me because I had never mm. had problems with my weight but if all those people um, are doing the same thing to other people they might be hurting them so I just thought I'm gonna share my story and say hey I'm fine I don't blame you because I didn't feel bad but you're probably making someone else feel bad and it's not just you get sad and you're like, oh, he made a comment. Like, it's bigger. It can get super out of control. Um, and it's just Definitely. making comments about someone else's body is pointless. Like, nobody you. And mm-hmm. I think it's a super toxic um, thing to do. People are just used to doing, oh, look at your body. Oh, you got... And we just shouldn't. Like, who cares? We should really eradicate yeah. the idea of go in and tell someone how you see them like how you see their body and how it changed it's none of your business yeah 
I feel like sometimes a lot of people, especially if it's people that like, you know, know you in person or are like maybe family members or whatever, they they might not mean like they mean well, but if you are someone who might be going through a like a rough time or you're actually struggling with with how you see yourself or how you feel in yourself, um, it can have an effect. I mean, I personally I had so many of these like comments uh, coming to me from really close people and sometimes it hurt because I mean in the past when I did have an eating disorder when I was a teenager um, I remember back in high school like in the UK um, is when at one point I was basically at my lowest in terms of like weight and you know I was um, covering it with the excuse that I was doing ballet like every day but I was basically starving myself and I remember getting like people from my sixth form from like my class um, praising me for like my flat tummy and because I was so like thin and the same people these same people that were complimenting me on me super like looking good or whatever in their eyes whilst I was literally not eating were the same people that literally two years later when I finally recovered and I started to you know learn about nutrition and I made a decision to go vegan and I started to properly nourish myself and I started to actually gain weight these same people started to literally like make comments and sometimes like cyber bully me on on Instagram um telling me I was unhealthy oh <laughs> because they didn't agree with like veganism and to me that was just so ironic because it was like you literally can't judge a book by the cover and why should they be it's, it's like what you just said it's like it's not even that you might be looking thin and you are healthy or you, you might be looking like bigger but you're healthy it's not even that it's like it's none of their business as you just said it's like why should they feel entitled to make these comments about what the other person looks like or how can you judge if yeah. they're healthy or not? Totally. You, you can't. Like in, um, in my experience, when I was in Lisbon, which is like the time that I've been the fattest, and I do that with air quotes, you can't see them, but I'm, I'm doing them because I wasn't like fat. I was still average. I was super happy. Mm. Like it was literally the best time of my yeah. life. I was eating. Okay, I had vegan ice creams, but I was also eating like super healthy. I cooked every day. It's just that I was eating more. I don't know if it was super excited it's just not not even eating that bad like it's not like i have to justify it because i was super healthy and my body weight was still really okay but it, it was not what people um were used to so they were judging it like oh my god maybe you don't look that cool now and i was feeling my best and then the time that they were complimenting me as it happened to you that i was looking like my best was the time i was um I was like recovering from an accident and I got depression. I had to be laying on my bed for months because it was something related to the neck. So I couldn't, I, I could barely. And because of that, instead of getting fat, I was losing muscle and losing fat because I wasn't eating that much. I was sad. Mm -hmm. And if I posted a picture with my workout clothes, because I had to go to the gym to get this strength back to my back, but you know, I went to the gym like, 
three times in per month or something and they were sending me so yeah. much like I was so hot and we can tell you're working now like people know nothing because <laughs> I was worse but they felt it's it's really interesting how because of how you look people judge you so much and they have no idea what's going on yeah. like your actual health and your yeah. mental health they can't see that and if they don't know you then they're, they're gonna think whatever they want but we should really stop um implying that being thin is being healthy and not being that thing because or even being fat but it's not our cases but even like that you can be super healthy it has nothing to do yeah yeah and yeah it's just that health is, is not determined by a size like of course yeah weight like you know has a lot to do with your you know your bmi and how tall you are and like of course there is a you know uh how do you say um like a table of numbers and depending on how tall you are your age etc 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 you should weigh between this much and this much i get that but in terms of looks no one is ever yeah. able to tell and also like when you start working out as you said you you gain muscle you tend to like i started to properly work out more uh in the past couple months because of the lockdown and i've been i think yeah i mean i have been putting on weight because i'm not like as active but i am doing more you know like body weight exercises and toning and i'm growing muscle so i look big like yeah. <laughs> bigger um yet i'm still i'm eating way healthier than i was like before because before i was working um like in central london so i was commuting every day i was buying like food out every day even though i would buy you know relatively healthy stuff it's still more processed and i would get like way more coffee i'd, yeah, I'd be eating sure. like croissants almost every day and chocolate and things like that and yeah and now i'm like way healthier in terms of food because i'm cooking everything and i'm just enjoying so much like making my own like whole meal foods but i i have kind of i think i look bigger um so yeah it's it's just so relative and then yeah the fact that people feel this entitlement um is yeah it's not cool what, what you said that um, health is it's not a matter of the size you should like highlight well you said it better than i did but whatever you said that's the full point of this i guess <laughs> yeah of the conversation overall overall takeaway well our opinion at least <laughs> but yeah um yeah i mean i yeah i wanted to talk about this because also i've been looking a lot um i mean it's not like i've been purposely looking but it's been popping up in my feed uh quite a lot um the whole body positive movement um there's been kind of like an ongoing argument lately i don't know if you're aware but um some people have been defending that the body positive movement is not for people um like not for people maybe like us or like people that society would call normal or that 
have maybe slim bodies, but it's mainly just to bring awareness about what we call fat shaming, especially in women. Um, and for what I've known the past few years of me doing research and being up to date on like social media, I saw this movement was open to everyone who wanted to bring awareness that we are not just a size and that all bodies should be celebrated, whether, whether you are like a size four or a size 24. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about this um, this whole topic? Okay, I'm going to um, talk about another one. It's going to make it even harder, but I think it it's kind of like feminism that people think that feminism is just for women because they suffered it in the first place yeah. and even more. But if you think it through, um, everyone gets affected by it. So I understand that if, if you want to talk about like fat shaming, then if you're not fat, then you haven't been fat shaming. But if it comes to body shaming, then everyone has. I think that the more you talk about it, the better, because you give it like, um, you give away more awareness. So I think that maybe um, saying that um, the body positive movement is just for those um, non uh, so common bodies with air quotes again like only for fat girls or guys I I don't know I think it's um, putting a limit on who's going to talk about it and everyone that talks about it it's is a plus for the movement so I think they should stop pointing out who should and who shouldn't and just enjoy that people want to bring awareness like whoever you are and definitely you and I have felt it somehow. It doesn't mean that we, we felt it as much, but we have. So why can't we talk about it? And it's not like we talk about it to feel bad for ourselves, you know, like, oh, you know what happened to me? It's just, you want, you want it to yeah. bring awareness. So I think it's a, it's a good yeah. thing. But of course, there are going to be people that are going to be against it yeah it, it depends on what you want to do because i understand that if fat people want to like normalize uh, fat bodies then they don't want every single um person uh, yeah no every single like picture bringing awareness uh, coming from a person with a regular body, my body. Yeah, yeah yeah i i understand I, that but we're we're not trying to make the word ours I don't want to be the face of the body positive movement you know I just want yeah. to awareness in some the other message highlighting the message yeah exactly yeah. so I understand that they can be like okay stop it because we have a purpose here but I think that there are multiple things you can do so it's just a matter of everyone doing what they can and what they have to because of what happened to you so if someone shamed your body and everyone thinks your body's super normal but someone said it isn't then show it and be like it is you know you don't need to to be or look how someone wants you to look to show yeah. what you feel so I think everyone should if they feel like it and it's all for a better purpose which would be bringing awareness then go ahead it's always good for yeah yeah I agree uh well, back to your beautiful post on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I want to switch the conversation um, to the fact that you are also a vegan queen. <laughs> so I have a 
talking uh, for half an hour about feminism and body image and all of this stuff, I wanted to basically ask you if you can share with our listeners um, maybe like your current vegan favorite foods or dishes. What have you been into lately? Okay, so I've been vegan for, um, I think, four So mm -hmm. I, I'm still discovering dishes, but I know pretty much where, like what I eat is what I eat. You know, I don't change that much. During quarantine, yeah. I've been mm, experimenting in, in the kitchen. Like I made vegan brownie, which was amazing. Everyone should try it. It was, oh, nice. it was a recipe from uh, Bosch.tv. I don't know if you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are so good. It's the gooey PB&J brownies or something like that. And it was so mm. good, for real. I never made a brownie that was perfect, that you were like, the okay, texture. And if you wanted healthy foods, maybe you shouldn't be asking me about quarantine being food. <laughs> 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 healthy. But I can tell you some. It's just I I also discovered homemade vegan nuggets, and that's just I don't know how to explain it. Oh my god, homemade! How do you make them? It's super simple. It's really really dumb. Like it's just you get the tofu and you cut it into squares, and then you put flour and water in a cup, and then you put mm -hmm. um I don't know how you say it in English. Maybe like shredded bread you say it like that mm -hmm. yeah like breadcrumbs okay exactly yeah and you season the flour and the water however you want and then you put the tofu in the flour and then you put it in the breadcrumbs and then you fry it which i don't fry it like deep fry just put like a little oil a bit of oil yeah same and they get I fry it so good it's crazy how they really like I'm probably wrong because I don't remember how nuggets actually taste, but for me, they're <laughs> so good. <laughs> and they're super crunchy. I don't know. If you want to do something fast, it might... I'm going to try it because yeah. I eat tofu a lot, but I always eat it the same way. Like, I always just, like, fry it a bit in olive oil and then I put soy sauce and it's always the same. So I might try, like, tofu nuggets. Yeah, they're so good. And then, yeah, I try, like, super different meals because my stepdad he cooks he loves cooking and as i'm a vegan then through yeah he's always doing like new stuff i don't know mostly maybe pasta or like vegetables filled with some more well yesterday he made how do you say it mm, like eggplant filled with seitan and some baking oh. and then baked and it was so Oh, oh, that sounds so good. Yeah. I love eggplant. Yeah. I have some, actually. I need to cook some. Oh, yeah. And I discovered couscous, which I hadn't tried. I know it's it's a shame because it's like... What? Yeah. <laughs> you never... <laughs> what? For real. <laughs> I'm <feeling> it. <laughs> I, I never... I just... I'm a rice person. And then with the wheat, I just eat pasta. I don't know. Then my boyfriend cooked it for me once like right before quarantine and then I couldn't stop thinking about it and I've made like everything <laughs> you can imagine with couscous. It's actually great. Someone should yeah. show it to me sooner. I love couscous. I don't eat it as much. Um but my mom like it was one of my 
teenage meals, especially when I did ballet, I remember at least twice a week. Uh, dinner time would be like couscous and like um, sauteed veggies. Mm-hmm. And it was one of my favorite meals and it was so nice. It, this was even before I was like even considering being vegetarian, but it was always one of my favorite foods. It's so good. I can't believe I tried for the first time when I was 23 years old. Yeah, same. I Yeah, I can't believe that either, coming from you especially. <laughs> but oh well. I wanted to ask you, are you still, um, like, I remember when you first went vegan, was it that, I don't know if you were allergic or you became like intolerant to, yeah. was it tomatoes? Yeah, it, it was uh, the tomato peel or skin and mm-hmm. watermelon melon pineapple and bananas they were all the things i couldn't eat but i don't know how or why but karma rewarded me and gave me back bananas i'm not allergic to bananas anymore so oh that's so nice i'm glad everything i needed like i i can be my whole life without eating watermelon i don't care bananas are life and and you were the banana person that i knew like yeah like five bananas per day yeah yeah back back a few years ago when I was doing the like the raw till for diet I was eating so many fruits um and I was so yeah I remember you messaging me like Nuri do you have any like vegan ice cream recipe that (laughs) isn't with banana (laughs) and I was like I'm sorry (laughs) you can bake or cook but it doesn't have banana and I was like okay I'll survive yeah I remember it was so sad because I think it was, I think it must have been the year that I went back to Tenerife for a year. And because I remember I celebrated my birthday there and you were vegan and we went to this vegan restaurant yeah. and and they cooked with tomato sauce and I, I forgot that you couldn't eat it. Yeah, that's me. I'm, I'm the one. And I was like, yes. it sucks. You just went vegan and you can't eat tomatoes or bananas. I was like, oh my God. But I'm glad that you can now. Yeah, I discovered that the tomato was only the tomato peel. So the peel. I've been eating tomato like a lot. And during quarantine, one of my favorite, like, I don't know, you don't have a word for it in English, I think. The meal you do before dinner, snack or whatever we say. Med- yeah, like merienda. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I never know how to call it as well. Like I always, um, I tell um, Danny, my boyfriend, yeah. I'm always like, yeah, should we have merienda? And I had to explain to him what it was because he was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, it's, it's just a snack before dinner, but it's like, it's a thing in Spain, okay? And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, then let's call it merienda. I've been having like, yeah. for the first three weeks of quarantine, I had like a banana milkshake, milk with air quotes, because not milk. And maybe like a avo toast or something, but I had like banana shake every single day because it was so good. I had the frozen really. I learned a lot about your recipe, nice. and it's it's really like it changed my life. I was a happy vegan back then when I couldn't eat bananas, but right now my life got so much better. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah I bet. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, it opens the spectrum because even for like things like baking, you can use banana to like replace eggs oh, or Okay, you you reminded me of something I learned during quarantine. That's healthy. That's baking. Like okay, so I made 
I think it's from Bosch too. But it, it they're called banana oat um, bites or something like that. And it's literally mm -hmm. just smashed bananas in a bowl and then you put oats until it gets like some consistency like rolled up yeah and then chocolate um, like crunch yeah chunks chocolate chunks usually like that yeah like chocolate chips or yeah I, I like I cut chocolate like dark chocolate pieces and then yeah mix it all like roll oh. two spoons and then you put it in the oven and and you might think that can't be baked because it doesn't have any flour. I don't know what happens in there, but they get so good, like kind of oh. roasted outside and then inside they're super soft and it's super healthy because it's only banana and oats and you can have them for a few weeks at home, maybe give them a little heat in the microwave and they're super good. And that's what I do when I have my like period cravings or something that I feel like eating super trashy and then I go making yeah. banana oats beats and they're super good you should try them nice yeah i actually i've never made that so i'll have to try it shout out to bosch <laughs> yeah i really love them for real for the um the healthy vegan recipes we love that <laughs> well i'm they're always super yeah sorry. that one i don't know what happened it's a good one it's nice i am so happy to hear that you are um happy with your vegan journey um i wanted to ask you if you have any tips for maybe someone who is looking into becoming vegan but doesn't know where to get started or do you have any any recommendations or tips yeah you you must give some too because you were the one who inspired me to become vegan so you do <laughs> and i guess i I can only say if you feel like it, because it's what happened to me, I thought I felt like I had to do something for the animals. That was my main reason. Just mm -hmm. even if it's something small that you think it's not going to change anything, it does. So I hear people every day saying, I could be vegan, but I could never leave cheese. Then don't just stop eating everything else and still eat cheese. It's not like you're yeah. going I agree. Yeah, it, it's something. People are like, no, but, you know, if I'm eating cheese, I might as well eat the cow. Well, it's not the same, you know. It, it kind of goes the same way, but it's it, it makes a difference. So, it still makes a difference, yeah, for sure. Whatever whatever you can do and you feel like you should do, um, do it. And educate yourself. Because um, I know that I know many, many people that still eat meat. And I know for sure, because I know them, that if they knew exactly what was going on inside this slaughterhouse and those places, they would stop. But it's easier to just um, look to another side and just know yeah. it. And you're just fooling yourself. And I think you have to be honest. And if you're doing something that you know is wrong, at least do it knowing what's really happening. Don't turn yeah. your back to any living being so educate yourself get information and do as much as you can being vegan it's not because people ask me mm, how do you do it how do you have uh this strength to not eat i don't know like bacon or something it's it's not a problem for me like when i've been um having anxiety or something sometimes i feel like cold by cheese and i'm like 
I don't know. I, I today I feel like eating cheese. You know, I eat vegan cheese or something, and it's been like some small moments in my life. And even if you feel like eating something like an egg, I had times when I went back to eating eggs, at least like um or I don't know organic or range free or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a torture for yourself. You, you don't have to be struggling to avoid eating everything. Just do it your own yeah. pace and be yeah i agree yeah i think a lot of people have this like pressure that they put on themselves i remember when i went vegan i didn't even think like at first i kind of i was like i'm gonna try it but i didn't even think much of it i was just like i'm just gonna give it a go because i know i'm a person that i like to try new things but I might not always stick with it. So I was like, yeah, I'll just give it a go. And I was really convinced, of course, when I did it, but I, was, I wasn't putting this pressure off. I need, I'm like, I need to drop everything right now. And because I was also like back in the day when I went vegan, I was going through this recovery process. It was already a big deal for me changing my diet and like just eating more altogether and eating like, healthier basically eating was already a big deal um I was just like I'm just gonna see how it goes and I think because I didn't put that pressure on myself and I just kept on doing research it was just so natural and I was like I just I mean I never looked back since um but I do I do from my side I would definitely recommend people to as you said educate themselves especially in terms of supplements and not just supplements, but like, I mean, I take B12. Um, I didn't for the first two years and I still had good B12 levels, but I would recommend looking into that. Um, but mainly like proper nutrition, like wh what nutrients do you get from each food group? Because I've heard so many people saying, yeah, I try going vegan, but then my health went yeah. to shit. And then maybe it's because they were literally just eating salads and they were not having a like var variety yeah they were not having like a variety of foods exactly because i think about how i ate um five years ago and i see pictures of my food and i go like how could i even like survive until i was 19 eating like these only eating like meat and rice or meat and fries and that was all my diet and i didn't die so I'm pretty sure yeah. like whatever I'm eating nowadays, which is like super different foods every day and all the groups you get like um whatever. I, I can only like the only thing that I've learned uh, since I started dating my boyfriend um is about protein because in his family they're super um, health conscious when it comes to food. So they make all of that yeah. they always separate the groups and they go like so we have to have these as protein and these and i really didn't have much tofu or those supposedly protein packed foods and now it's something that i'm trying to do more mm -hmm. but you know i get blood tests um every six months and i've always been perfectly healthy like every time yeah. and i never measured anything you just have to like track um maybe twice a year like i do um your health and you you see if you have you should travel mm -hmm. with something some vitamin which is something i don't think that us vegans can lack because vitamins are like 
everywhere. <laughs> but if you have an issue with yeah. some of them, then you just go to a specialist in nutrition and and get advice. But I don't think that health yeah. is an issue if if you eat um as you say like a variety of foods if you eat saturday then yeah. it probably will be an issue but it shouldn't yeah no i i totally agree um well my last question was going to be what has it done for you in terms of health and lifestyle but i think you kind of answered it already but yeah i don't know if you if you have any final comments on this <laughs> yeah, i i became vegan um when i was doing like super high um, like i was dancing because i dance in a super high level like competition yes. so i i needed a lot of energy and being like super healthy and and i really felt a different when i became vegan like i didn't get tired that much and it might sound like mm -hmm too perfect to be true but for real I feel like stronger and lighter yeah and something that hasn't happened to me ever in these four years of being vegan and I know that people are not gonna believe but I never felt like horribly full after eating even if I felt like I was like oh my god I can't fit another fry in in my mouth because I'm super full I never felt bad after because when I was eating meat maybe I ate too much and then I spent all the afternoon feeling super bad like with like, mm -hmm. stomach pain or something and that never ever happened to me before like after being vegan and something like I'm mm. really thankful when I think about vegan you know like oh yeah it feels so good it's also you have to eat more times um a day as people say or more quantities and it depends on how fast you get full or not but i think that's just natural it's something you do unconsciously just listen to, to your body and when it needs food you eat and you leave some hours in between i i do it all like by intuition you know yeah intuitive eating that's exactly what i'm I've been doing for the past couple of years and it's it's been great and it's it's so nice yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i do think that of course you need to kind of like do research at first to kind of know what you're getting with each food but then once you kind of know the basics it's just just eat like for me i'm like i just eat when i'm hungry and i try to keep yeah. it yeah balance and and it's it's nice it's yeah, chill it's not like you have to be healthy every day you're never gonna chocolate ice yeah. cream again it's just yeah no no Give for sure some not so healthy food and i don't know you don't need to put some treat yourself what treat yourself <laughs> that's exactly i'm literally i'm just looking into my my uh bookshelf and i've got like um some dark chocolate bars in my oh, yeah, i saw that you store them there like yeah i just like to keep them handy in my room because normally at night like before bed i tend to have like tea and sometimes a bit of chocolate so i'm like i just have it in my room i don't have it in the kitchen and i i place it like next to the books <laughs> <laughs> i'm just looking at them from from i mean on my bed right now and i'm like yeah treat yourself <laughs> the, the chocolate are agreeing with you like yeah no. <laughs> yeah they are like yeah <laughs> We love it. Yourself anytime you want to. Yeah. 
Well, Selene, it's been so nice talking to you. I'm actually so happy that you agreed to do this. And I don't know, I'm just, yeah, I'm excited to to have you in our podcast. It's something so new. I've never done this before, ever. And yeah, I don't know. I'm so thankful that you are here with us today. No. Thank you. No, I'm so thankful that you thought of me to talk about all this topic. It, it, it's a beautiful compliment. I'm sorry because of my English, because I don't speak English. No. <laughs> Your English is so okay, good. I just I want to say that I love you and I admire you and I love everything you're doing to share. In- oh, oh, I love you too. <laughs> you're, you're amazing. You're an amazing human being. And if so are you, you should check more into Nori's stuff because she's great. Very rich. <laughs> Thank you. Getting that that free promo there. <laughs> no, it's an honor for me to have you being my first guest oh my for God. Peaches. It's, it's so nice. Same. Well, we're going to end it here, I guess. Uh, if you want to say goodbye to our <laughs> audience. <laughs> thank you so much for staying for almost an hour listening to us. It's been Super great, <laughs> and I hope you enjoyed it and you learned something, or you got mm, interested by something, and then you're gonna go look for it and get more information. That's what we want to do. I hope you guys enjoyed our first ever episode for Peachcast, and I hope to see you in the next one. Um, I would like to kindly ask you to please share your thoughts and comments regarding this new series we're doing. Um, We would love to know what you think and what topics you would be interested in listening from us. Um, You can easily do this through our Instagram at Peaches Magazine um, or why not send us an email. We would love to talk to you. Um, You can send us an email at olapeaches at gmail.com um or you can also basically contact us through our website peachesmagazine.co.uk everything is welcome um yeah i hope you enjoyed today's episode and i hope you have a lovely rest of your day bye